0: Chances are you know the K Beauty products everyone's talking about in your country. But do you want to know which K Beauty products everyone in Korea actually likes? Stick around. Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Today's podcast is brought to you by Subi Hollow Dream Brightening Pore Minimizing Pack. Get your naked skin glowing in under 10 minutes with this easy-to-use wash-off face mask pack. Available online at subibeauty.com or in Australia at Style Story. Hello and welcome back. We have another fun-filled episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast today. Uh, and this one is one that I'm super excited about because it touches on a topic that you probably don't see uh, as much on Instagram and social media and things like that. And that is obviously because there is a language barrier for a lot of people in, in when it comes to keeping up with what is actually hot, what is actually trending on the ground in Korea. So I know a lot of people are interested to know the Korean skincare products, the makeup products and the trends that people are actually following and the products that people are actually buying on the ground in Korea. So what I'm going to do today for something a little bit different is share a list of my favorite apps, Korean sites and programs that can help you stay in the know when it comes to keeping up to date on all of the K-beauty trends that are trending right here in Korea. And then to finish off with, I'm going to share a list of my favourite Korean YouTubers as well, including many YouTubers that have subtitles of their contents in English so that you can actually follow along even if you can't speak or read Korean. So stick around for that list if that is something that you are interested in. If we haven't met already, well, firstly, I would love to welcome you to the show. As you might have gathered from that long intro, on this show, we do talk all things Korean skincare, makeup and beauty. And I am the host of the Korean Beauty Show podcast, Lauren Lee. I am a long-term resident of Seoul, South Korea. I am a Korean speaker. What what else do you want to know about me? I love K-beauty, obviously. This is my passion, my hobby. Uh, It is now my full-time job. Um, I have been working in the industry now for um a very long time <laughs> and i ha- i first visited Seoul in, all the way back in 2011 so 10 years ago and then i moved over here for good uh 5 years ago 5 years ago so i have been in korea for a while on the ground working in the industry um and i've got to meet lots of really great people a lot of great brands and also pick up on what's going on in the K-beauty scene living here. So that is what I am sharing with you on this podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you all of this will already be old news to you. So let's dive in to today's episode and uh, get started. So the first thing that I put together for you guys is a list of beauty related shows. And I know that these are really popular. So a lot of them do get uh, repurposed, um, subtitled, and then uploaded by various different people on YouTube and things like that. So hopefully you will be able to find some of them if you're looking for them. The first one is Get It Beauty. So Get It Beauty has been around since 2016. So five years now. And it is owned by CJ ENM, so which is a media company over here. It's one of the biggest. It's basically like Top Gear, but for beauty. And it is one of the most popular and probably one of the original, I would say, beauty shows in Korea. So it has had a whole lot of different people host the show over the years: uh, pop stars, models actresses, Yu Inna, who is one of the actresses that was in Dokkebi um, Goblin, the really popular Korean drama. She was a host for a while. Um, singer Sandara Park was a host for a while. So a lot of really famous people have hosted Get It Beauty. And it brings a whole heap of um, idols, Hallyu stars, p- people like Girls' Generation, Suzy, A-Pink. They come onto the show and share their favorite products I guess and also their beauty secrets as well so it explores everything from makeup to skincare routines diets workouts and it often has segments that highlight a new brand or a product that has just been released so the other thing that the show does and that it's quite famous for so it does put a lot of focus on formulas when it comes to cosmetics And it goes through beneficial ingredients, what the show deems the harmful ingredients. And the idea is to help consumers make informed choices, basically, about the products that they're using. And one of the show's highlight sections is the blind test segment. And that is one of my favorites. It's I I think I've mentioned this one to you guys before um, because... they're they're really famous for taking a whole heap of different products from really bougie brands, luxury brands, and then indie brands. And like you do with like a blind wine tasting, they basically remove the names off them and then compare them to see whether the more expensive products are necessarily better than the I guess, newer products, the cheaper products, the indie beauty products. So that is a segment that I absolutely love. Um, And basically the formulas are left to speak for themselves, which is something that I put a lot of emphasis on on as well formula rather than hype and rather than brand so what happens is that the products that win on get it beauty's blind test usually do go straight to the top of korea's search engines and then the products usually end up being really really popular and they sell out heaps of you know um, products basically so a couple of examples that i can give you guys We've already talked before about Benton's Fermentation Eye Cream. So, that one performed really well in its blind tests for wrinkle improvement. And that's why it um, became really popular in Korea. And then another one is Misha's Foundation. So, it was lauded on the show as a dupe, basically for Estee Lauder's double wear. And then after that, the sales for that product really shot up as well. So it does have, um, I would say, an important place in Korean society. Uh, for the brands and then also for people that are shopping and looking for products. So you will often see lists out in English as well as probably in other languages as well about what has uh, trended on Get It Beauty and which products products. Performed well and things like that. So there are other programs similar to that. Um, I think there's one on KBS called Joy's Beauty Queen. Then JTBC has Beauty Up. So there are a whole different uh, range of programs, and I will put a list of those on um, into the show notes for today's episode, just in case you are wanting to go and check those out. So the show notes will be at all the W's thekoreanbeautyshow.com so that's where you can go and find them and i'll have links to them some of them the less popular ones i think you may not get as far if you don't speak korean but if you do speak korean then you hopefully will be able to keep up with those ones but get it beauty i know is often translated various segments and things like that are often translated so that is a good one to keep out for keep a lookout for rather now, the next segment that I had for you guys is websites and apps that are for user-generated reviews. So the purpose of these apps is basically to review and rank many products and obviously being that this is korea a lot of those products end up being k-beauty products they are they do also rank like really popular western beauty products japanese beauty products and whatnot but naturally a lot of k-beauty products do make their way onto these so the first one and i would say the biggest one is Hwahe. so that has been around since 2013 it is short for huajang pumul Sok kada which basically means to analyze cosmetics so, Huahe in English, and it has literally hundreds of thousands of reviews. It analyzes the ingredients and is touted as an independent third party source for information on cosmetics. That's what they hold themselves out to be. It has millions of users. You can search really easily on Huahe for uh, products, ingredients. They have like a safety ranking system. Um, and they you know if you've got like sensitive skin or eczema or hair loss or something like that you can search for your condition and then look and see what products are ranked for that and then they also produce every week they have uh, rankings for products and they also feature then the hottest trending products by users for each category so Yeah, it's got a whole heap of different features. I mean, I'll go into a bit more detail about some of those in the show notes um, if you're interested in, like, reading up on that. Basically, they have a rating system as well um, where where they've got, like, blue, yellow, and red as a rating. Uh, So, yeah, read up into the show notes if you're interested in seeing a little bit more about this. So the app itself obviously is in Korean, but... They have a lot of pictures and things like that that you could pick up pretty easily what the products are. If you don't speak Korean, I'm also going to link in the show notes, uh, there's a couple of blogs that people have done that are amazing step-by-step tutorials on how to actually navigate the app if you don't speak Korean. So I will link to those and you guys can go and check those out. If you're a hardcore K-beauty fan and you just want to know what everyone is using, this is really a good way to, to go about it. The other thing to note is that a lot of the manufacturers follow along pretty carefully as to what is happening on Huawei. So Amore Pacific, LG, uh, which are two of the biggest names in K-Beauty globally, so Following on from some of the common reviews that they were seeing from users of the app, they actually downgraded the irritancy level of some of their products, particularly when it comes to the use of fragrances, because they were seeing that people on the app were like, "Mm, I love this product, but it's too fragranced. So the manufacturers do actually follow along and see what's trending, see what people are wanting from their products, and then they go away and either tinker with an existing formula or build something new from scratch to I guess appease people so that's why it's uh influential and it's an important part of the k-beauty world here in Korea if you are not keen on translating Korean sites there is a platform called blingdeer And that is the first English language platform I know of in Korea that has its own user-generated reviews of all the most popular K-beauty products. Now, it does seem that it is the same or similar products that you see again and again in English on Instagram. So take that with a grain of salt. It's by people that are speaking in English, so it's not going to be exactly the same as what native Koreans are using, but that is a good place to start if you are just... Wanting to see product rankings, reviews, and then links to local sites where you can buy the popular products from a verified a verified store in your own country. And Star Story is the verified store for a lot of the products um, in Australia. On that, so we partnered up with Blingdeer, and we are their verified source for a lot of those products in Australia. Um, but that is that's a good place to start if you're looking for English reviews from real people um, rather than brands. I guess. Now, similarly, another one that is has a similar functionality, I guess you could say, where you can check the rankings, read user reviews, and write your own reviews is a site called Glow Pick. This is a Korean site in Korean. It's another really popular one. Uh, it allows you to search popular products by brand as well as categories. So they've got Everything from masks, skincare, makeup, you can search by skin concern, hair, nails, fragrances, female products, salon products, they've got a whole um, different selection. And Glowpick's ranking process is a little bit different to some of the other platforms because it actually runs an algorithm to establish which reviews are credible and genuine. So that's actually pretty cool. So the Glowpick ranking system you will see used in a lot of brands marketing. If their product was number one on Glowpick or number two or three, they will often use that in their marketing, uh, particularly in the offline stores here as well. They'll be like, hey guys, we were number one on Glowpick. So it is like a badge of honor if you can get a Glowpick ranking. And then the last one I had on my list for apps and sites is Box. So if you have been Around the K Beauty space for quite a while. You may remember way back when that there was actually a Mimi box in the US and they used to sell boxes with um, K-beauty products in them. So they used to be like a subscription box model. Well, they did away with that in the States and then came back a couple of years later with their own range of products. I think they're behind Kaja Cosmetics, um, I Do Care and a couple of other brands. But in Korea, their business model is quite different um, and they do have this beauty tool that's similar to the other ones where you can see what's popular and trending based on category and user reviews. Uh, so, this one is pretty easy to use even if you don't speak Korean because you'll be able to see which products and brands are trending thanks to the pictures on the front page. Uh, and Mimi Box has offline stores as well in popular locations around Seoul. One is in Xincheon, one is in Gangnam. Uh, I'm not sure how possible it will be to visit any of those anytime soon for a lot of tourists, but keep them in mind for when the lockdown and quarantines and all of these things are finished that a lot of these sites do actually have offline headquarters as well and Mimi Box is one of them where you can go and shop their in house brands and things like that. Um, I've been to the store in Chinchon and it is pretty cool. So I can recommend going and checking Mimi Box out. Now, the last thing I had on my list was a list of my favorite Korean YouTubers that I think you guys will also like. So I've tried to pick a little bit of a cross section. Based on, obviously, people having subtitles and language and some of the different styles uh, that are popular in Korea. Because, of course, some people are more, um, you know, low maintenance, I guess, and focus more on just general skincare. And then other people are really into the overtop, like, transformational makeup videos, which I find really cool to watch. I love them, but I could never recreate any of them myself. So I'm gonna start with probably Korea's most well known YouTuber, and that is Pony. So Pony's real name is Park Hae Min, but she is probably, I think, the most famous out of all of them. She's really, she's got her own makeup line, Pony Effect. She's done makeup for so many of Korea's biggest stars. She has f- over 4 million subscribers on her YouTube channel. And she, I think, definitely her videos are now totally subtitled in English as well. That's how popular she is. Her She's done transformational videos where she turns herself into everyone from, like, Elsa, from frozen um kylie jenner taylor swift using makeup which is incredible uh, because she's like a korean girl very very beautiful korean but she can make herself like look like a westerner it's incredible she is really great you could probably lose quite a few hours of your life going down the pony rabbit hole so you know (laughs) if you've got an exam or something like that coming up maybe don't but otherwise I would highly recommend checking her out she is very very talented now the next person on my list is Risa Bay. Now, she is known for her sweet personality. She's quite down to earth and she takes on the role of like an onni, which is an older sister in Korean. So she's trying to teach you like handy everyday tips and tricks. So she also is really, really popular. She's got 2.26 million subscribers on YouTube. But I would say her makeup themed tutorials are probably a little bit easier for the average punter to replicate at home. Uh, So, you know, she does things like glass skin, dewy makeup, and her videos are quite quick and easy to follow. She's got English subtitles, so that's helpful so that you can break down what she's saying as well. And one thing I like about her is that she has a great mix of K-beauty and Western brands, including the luxury brands as well. So she's a good one to follow if you are – you know, more looking for down-to-earth contents is what I would say rather than something that you know you're never going to be able to replicate but it's cool to watch. She's actually got some tips and that you could potentially, um, you might have more success than me. I'm notoriously not good at doing makeup but she <laughs> has some tips that you can like actually incorporate into your own routine. So, I would recommend checking her out if you like makeup. Now, the next person on my list is Shin Nim and she is I would probably say more tomboyish I don't know if we're allowed to use that word anymore but like not as not as girly and sweet which is like a lot of what you will see on Korean YouTube because I don't know that's just the way it is so she has I would say more of like an androgynous look and she can pull off both the feminine and like the tomboy styles as well and her real personality you can really see that in all of her videos like she's not like one of those oh hey guys you know, (laughs) like really like fake people she is really you can tell what kind of person she is when she's speaking to the camera and she does a whole heap of different looks she she does like themed videos like halloween retro k-pop inspired makeup i know that as a category is really really popular among korean youtubers like recreating the makeup that Um, I don't know, Blackpink had in one of their videos, that kind of thing. So she does that and she also collaborates with many of the big Korean makeup brands as well to show off like the looks that you can create with their products. That's pretty common you will find across Korean YouTubers that they'll like partner up with like Etude House or Eswa or something like that and you know if they've got a new collection they'll be like, this is all the products in the collection and this is how you could create a look and use them. So that's pretty practical um, as well. Like if you're uh, interested in a particular brand, go and check that out. She has um, over 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube and I checked and she does have English subtitles as well. So if you're like not a typical girly girl or you're after just practical makeup advice from like a real person, I would say she is your girl to follow. So that's Shin Nim and I will have the uh, link to her YouTube as well on the show notes. Now, it, this is a totally different style of performer, but Yon Dookong is another Korean YouTuber, and I would say she is definitely more, um, her style is more typical of what young Korean girls are actually wearing, using, and doing if you were to, like, walk out on the street and, like, see, like, I don't know. 20-somethings people in their teens and 20s and look at them like I would say she encapsulates that kind of style so she is a little bit more cutesy than the others but she has lots of practical um, videos as well um you know all kinds of different lifestyle things as well as the the makeup stuff. So I think she has about 700,000 subscribers. She doesn't have subtitles, but her videos are pretty easy to follow along. I would say if you want to get a taste of what's actually popular in Korea right now, she is a pretty good YouTuber to follow. Um, She's pretty typical of what I see the younger Korean girls wearing um, and how they look on the streets as well. So... I will have all of those um, resources for today's episode in the show notes if you are after a link or anything like that. I hope that you guys have found this uh, useful. I know there are a lot of people that are super interested to know, like, what's popular in Korea? How is it different from what's popular overseas? And there are pretty big differences because obviously there are pretty big cultural differences as well. Uh, Korea is a very homogenous society, meaning that basically everyone that lives here is Korean. So I would say Korea is a lot more conformist in terms of the looks that people wear and the makeup they wear than other countries. Like people here generally don't want to stand out they would like prefer to if there's something in trend or that's really popular they would prefer to just go and buy that because that's what everyone else likes so that is a pretty big difference between other countries that i've lived in uh, where it's like we want to be individuals and we want to do something different and maybe something a little bit crazy whereas koreans don't tend to do that like that's a swooping generalization but that is definitely true the way that trends uh, and products and things like that sweep across Korea tends to be in a wave. So, like, everyone will jump on the same thing rather than, like, I like this and you like that and that person likes that. It'll be like, we all love this and, like, everyone will be in on it. So that is something that I have definitely noticed from living here. Um, so, yeah, I hope that some of these contents you guys will be able to enjoy as well uh and yeah that's all i have for you guys for this week so stick around for next week don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode and yeah in the meantime i will see you guys on style story and let's chat next tuesday